0: Log Talk Radio. the Do of Duels weekly podcast where we talk all things days of our lives and we also throw in sports occasionally and a few other things here and there. Um, sometimes general hospitals we feel like it. But anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Um, this is, I can't believe, our 325th weekly type podcast because we don't have them every single week with the holidays and all that. So that's Wow, that just blows my mind, actually. <laughs> um, and that doesn't include our interviews and everything else. Um, you can find us on iTunes. Um, we have a diva of duel for days of our lives, of course, um, D-O-O-L, um, on iTunes. If you want to go back and revisit some of our old interviews with some of your favorite actors and actresses that have been on the show over the years, we also have um you can also find us on the days of our li or our diva of days of our lives website blog uh blog I can never get the site right, but it's a blog um that carrie uh our diva carrie um has uh, been maintaining all these years and so you can check out a lot of a lot of good material there uh we've got all that archived there, or of course you can look on our diva dual um blog talk radio. Uh, site as well and um, or page and we're on Facebook you can find the diva at, at diva of on Twitter and uh, let's see um, those are the main places to find us and um, this is Anna uh, filling in for the diva tonight she wasn't able to make it tonight and I've missed the last couple so I'm trying to catch up on everything so this should be fun and um, we'll soon be joined by one or two of our other faves that we uh, normally have on. So um, for right now, um, we'll just, um, we're probably going to make it a fairly quick podcast tonight. So um, and it might be really, really quick if no one else calls in. Because <laughs> um, I didn't quite see the entire week's episodes. I'm almost caught up, but um, But uh, it's uh, really good, aside from the fact that they killed off Andre, um, and Teo's not on our screen. That's the the big negative, but otherwise the writing is great, and I mean this story is really good, I think. It's just, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. It's just the idea of Teo not being on. So I mean, it's like, once again, one of his characters, either Tony or or Andre, got sacrificed, but um, I will say as a fan of the show, I am enjoying it. It's, the writing's great, um, so much better than, let's say, past writing teams um, in recent memory. Um, and you know, I think I think the show really—I mean, I think NBC, Ken Corday, Sony—they all, I think, are showing that showing some love to Days of Our Lives. And um, showing that it's still important to them and still viable and still vibrant and and everything because you know they brought a very experienced and very talented head writer in and they kept uh, Ryan Kwan who's also a very talented writer who's been with the show for a long time and has had the head writer co-head writer position before but he's now a creative consultant so he's still doing a lot of the the um, consulting and, and uh, I'm sure assisting the head writer quite a bit with history of the characters, storyline ideas, and that kind of thing. And then of course Sherry Anderson who was with the show back in uh, I believe it was the early 80s and we've interviewed her before uh, once or twice, I think maybe once, uh, back years ago. So if anybody's interested in and um, checking that out, like I said, we have it on iTunes and other other formats um, as well here in Blog Talk and on our website. Um, so if you uh, are interested in going back and listening to that, that was when she was not on the show, but we just really, really love Sherry Anderson, and we thought we'd talk to her at that time. Um, but uh, so uh, I think having her, oh, I know having her as a co-creative consultant on the show to assist Rob, uh Ron uh Carlovati and um uh and then working with Ryan Kwan. Um I really feel like that is like a dream team um because you got Sherry who has so much history of the show and of course is an amazing writer in her own right, no pun intended, um had been head writer, has you know written for the show Many, many years ago, in fact, a lot of the families and a lot of the pairings, the couples, and uh, a lot of the history of the show that we still currently see on the show were things that she created. Like, she created the character of Kate, played by, well, at that time, um, Deborah, gosh, her name escapes me at the moment, and I can picture her Sorry, I'm not remembering her last name, and I know what it is, but anyway, I'm rambling. Anyway, it was originally played by uh, another actress, and then 22 years ago, the wonderful Lauren Coslo took over the role, and what can we say? She creates magic on the screen every time she's on. Of course, we're we're all big fans of hers here, and uh, we certainly love the magic that she and Teo were creating as Condre, Kate and Andre. So, we hope that it's not the end of that um that uh, story shall we say, but we you know we hope that we'll someday see them on screen together again um but uh, anyway um let's see uh but uh so that that uh, Lawrence just celebrated her twenty second anniversary of playing Kate um back i think it was january twenty fifth and so Central has a great interview with her that she tweeted out I think the other uh, maybe yesterday so I encourage everybody to check that out and um, uh, like I said we really miss Teo um, but uh, we're trying to still enjoy the story a lot, the story because it is a great story and of course they always know if they kill off a Demira particularly an Andre or Tony Demira they're going to get good ratings they're going to get interest because people care about the char- the characters those characters. So um it's, you know, rough us Teo fans and Tony and Andre fans and Condre fans, but we're um, you know, still enjoying the story, uh, still enjoying the show. Um and hope, hoping that they'll find a way to resurrect Tony or Andre at some point um soon. Uh let's see. Um so uh I guess the end of last week was kind of bizarre because we're left seeing how Abigail gets out of her bed and she's in bed with with uh, Chad and he's sound asleep she wakes up from another nightmare and you see her getting out of um uh, out of the bed and then on Monday you see that she um goes goes downstairs and goes into the well last Friday they just show her going up the stairs dressed as Gabby was dressed, you know, the the fake Gabby was dressed, um, the person who entered the room that supposedly um, killed Andre on that uh, videotape, on the um, security tape. She's dressed like that. She's got the dark hair, the brunette wig, and she's got the jacket, the Gabby, or Gabby chic, or whatever they're calling it, jacket um, uh, that was Gabby's. She's Wearing that and walking upstairs, up the stair, back up the stairs. And so um, the reason I played um, Stefano's theme by Robert Wagner, okay, it's really a Ride of the Valkyries. But anyway, I played that a little longer tonight because we did see his portrait on, I think it was Monday. And we saw Abigail sleepwalking or whatever going into... The um, the secret room that I guess isn't so secret now after thirty some odd years, but anyway, down in the um, I don't know if that was the living room or the den, I always get confused. But anyway, it's the wall behind where Stephen is next to behind where uh, Stefano's portrait is, and so she goes back in there, and that's where she's got the lid to the urn, uh, A.K.A. the the uh, part of the uh, Murder weapon and uh, Andre's murder weapon, and she's got the wig that looks makes her look like Gabby from behind, and the, and Gabby's jacket, and therefore probably Gabby's um, uh, key card <laughs> that she got in the building with, obviously or whatever. Anyway, um, uh, well maybe not. I don't know how that worked, but anyway. So then we see her come back out and walk slowly up the stairs. And she was basically trying to plant the lid to the urn, or the, the blood-stained uh, lid to the urn um, in Stefan's room. And, of course, Stefan comes home from almost uh, uh, an entire evening with... Uh, the uh, D.A. Trask um, hitting on her and vice versa. And um, so he gets up to his room and who does he find there but Abigail dressed as Abby. And so he's very confused because he can see that it's clearly Abigail. But Abigail ta- look, doesn't look like Abigail and she doesn't talk like Abigail. She has Gabby's mannerisms and her, you know, her cadence, her just the way she you know, her body language and everything is Gabby. And so of course we're calling her Gabigail when she when she's like that. So clearly there's this whole split personality or two personality, multiple personality story going now, where Abigail, who of course has a history of mental illness just like her grandmother, and um had many many well documented breaks before. Um, she appears to have a, had another breakdown apparently, and um, she is uh basically thinks she's Gabby sometimes, <laughs> and coincidentally when she supposedly I guess murdered Andre or I'm not really sure on that because basically. When Stefan walks in and he finds her, of course, he's confused and over a period of a few minutes he realizes, Wait, this chick really thinks she's Gabby. And at first she thinks she's yanking her chain his chain and everything, and then it's like, Nope, that's really she really thinks she's Gabby. And she's very convincing at it. And I gotta give Marcy Miller credit. She is really convincing at it. Um so anyway, she basically was trying to plant the evidence in uh Stefan's room. He he Grabs a hold of it, has it now, and then um, they have some interesting dialogue. And basically, uh, she has some dirt on him because I guess you know how they said that that uh, Tony or Andres' phone was missing. Well, um, you know it wasn't reported in the um, possessions that had been found when CSI had gone through uh, the murder scene. Well, um, turns out that was because, of course, we saw last week that, you know, Stefan had, had possession of it. So Abigail, dressed up as Gabby, walks in and, as we see on the security camera, and sees that, I guess, Stefan was standing over Andre's body and he took the phone out of his pocket. So he's got custody of the phone, of Andre's phone. Um, so I'm really not sure... I mean, it's looking to me like you know Abigail' the one that committed the murder, but I don't know, I guess maybe maybe Stefan came in well, I don't know i'm I'm really not clear on how the timing of all that, but um, because I know Stefan was gonna order a hit, um he and his mother, Vivian were planning to do some sort of hit on Andre anyway, but um gabby faux so gabby gabigail, um here's over here. That they had some sort of plan, and so I'm not really sure what all happened there, but um, you know, what order it all happened in. But uh, I don't know, if she, I guess maybe she, I guess she killed she may have killed Andre and then left, and then she overhears perhaps overhears them talking when they find the body. I don't know, haven't sorted all that out yet, but anyway, so she basically is like, Look, I can tell the police you have the phone, and yada yada. So. Um, so that's interesting there. And I'm not sure Marianne or Jenna right now, so I'm going to check here for a minute. Um, uh, we're having some technical issues. I had a, I had technical issues when I first came on. Um, it kicked me out a few times and Marianne's having trouble getting in and Jen may also be. So, um so we'll see. I may be just babbling here for half an hour by myself. Which you're thinking, oh joy. Anyway, um so so we've got that whole thing going where we've got this Gabigail. So it'll be interesting to see what Stefan does because he um uh, because he, uh, he um, care, you know, of course is in love with Abigail and doesn't want to send her to the wolves, you know, to prison or anything. But also he may be trying to protect her, but at the same time he doesn't want to get stuck being blamed for the murder either. So it will be interesting to see how that dynamic works. Um, and then uh, let's see so there's on that front and then as far as the John Black thing where we were like what why is he like acting so crazy well they explained all that this week so apparently when Joey blew everything up and decided to admit that you know to confess that he had been the one to kill Ava that really screwed up the ISA because Pamela Van whatever her name was uh Pamela Van Dam uh, had um, had done all kinds of sleazy stuff to cover everything so that Steve wouldn't get in trouble because Steve said he is the one that had done it. And so he being one of her ISA agents um, here and there, you know, part-time gig, whatever, um, but seasonal work, I don't know what you consider it. But anyway, so um, she tried to protect him. And so, or I guess, protect them cover up, do all kinds of, so she did some rather skeevy things to, to do that. And then when the cover got blown and Julie ended up going to prison, she did all kinds of extra corrupt things um, for her own good to cover her own rear end. And so um, basically she uh, has gone rogue now. And she had been the one to order John to kill to uh actually she had ordered him to kill Steve Kayla, Joey, and um assuming trip and um and John trying to buy time, and I guess she felt like since you know. I guess you know she was basically threatening him if he didn't do it, then of course his beloved Marlena and whoever else would be in peril so um so he he said, Okay, wait a minute, I'll just kill Steve, but i'll do it i'll I'll do it with some poison and poison that won't be detected so that nobody knows that that's what he died of, and so of course, he was just trying to buy time It was his theory that maybe by that by the time Steve was almost dead. He uh, would have some sort of plan B, which, you know, got to admit, what a what a guy, what a friend. <laughs> but anyway, so that was his grand plan. Um, so he'd been poisoning him, poisoning him slowly but surely. And um, meanwhile, trying to come up with a backup. Well, Bill Enter Billy, she also works for the ISA and is BFF's with uh, this Pamela chick who heads the ISA. So she. Um, she basically uh, helped John in the end. Basically, got an antidote antidote for the poison to give to Steve, and she basically killed off the guy who was the enforcer for Pamela. Basically, killed off the uh, the. Um, the guy who kept harassing John and making sure he did what he needed to do and all that stuff, because the guy who was going to shoot Billy, so she he, she shot him and killed him. And then Pamela discovers that as she's pulling the body bag out of the mausoleum um, that uh, she she was on to Billy. So I guess they I I didn't see the latter part of the week, but I guess. She had shot Billy or hurt Billy somehow. I think she shot her. Didn't kill her right away or anything, but um, did shoot her. And so she um, she uh, is, is, ends up in the hospital. And I didn't, haven't gotten to see the, the scenes with her, with Kate and Lucas and all that. That was, I think, Thursday. So I got to go see that. But anyway, so really basically saved the day and John really hadn't shot and killed Will and uh, his son, Paul, he had just bonked him on the heads and per- shot up in the air so that the people following him would think he had killed them. And he just had tied him up and put him in the back of the mausoleum. And so they were able to get out eventually and yada, yada, yada. So, um, so, Now, Steve has gotten the antidote. He's, I guess, recovering, but there's still some danger that he could lose a sight in his one good eye, which would then leave him totally blind. So um, so there's that going on. And let's see. um, I guess uh, Hope has uh, decided she's going to surprise Rafe, and so they're going to end up, Things are going to come to a head uh, with that situation because Claire ends up finding out what Sierra's secret is, and it's about her, you know, how Rafe, she's protecting Rafe because Rafe slept with Sammy and didn't tell Hope when they were broken up for five minutes, five minutes. I mean, literally, like, okay, it goes from Hope, okay, we're broken up, and here's back your ring, to being in bed with Sammy for a night. So, um, and then they get back together the next day, so it's like, okay, they were on a break for all of you know, an hour <laughs> anyway okay maybe one day we'll give him one day so um so of course Hope still doesn't know that but Sierra does and Trip does and because Sierra told him of course and then um Claire finally finds out what that is so somehow she knows she's going to spill the tea somehow somehow somewhere it's going to happen um and so in the meantime Hope decides she's going to surprise a wraith and so what she's got up her sleeve is she gets him out to the Horton cabin and brings uh, somebody to marry them, and so I guess she wants to just have a super-duper low-key wedding with the two of them, and I guess all the people that got invitations to the party, hopefully there was cake or something for them. Anyway, so I think that's coming up next week, Um, but uh, that's what's going on there. Um, uh, Let's see. Um, Looks like we're still having technical difficulties, so I don't think anybody else can get in to talk. So apologize for that. It's definitely a blog talk thing and I don't know what to do about it because there's nothing I can basically do. <laughs> um, it, so apologies to everyone for having to listen to me talk and ramble. Because um, I know they'd much rather hear um Marianne and Jen talk with us with me too. Um, but uh, apologies to them because I don't know why Blog Talk's not cooperating. Um, anyway, so um Let's see, I think I'm just gonna kind of wrap up the last of it pretty fast here. Um, they hope and- uh Kate and Lucas and Billy do have kind of a little reunion and at the hospital by Billy's side in the hospital, and like I said, I haven't gotten to see that yet, so i'm I'm dying to see that one but um that's a that sounds like that's gonna be pretty good, and that was I think Thursday's show um let's. See see um uh brady goes to you know is acting like he's gonna let eve know what he's doing to play her but instead he tells her about what he did to eric and nicole so eve still doesn't know about that and eve is probably playing him too so i don't know what's going on there Er uh, eric and jennifer reconnect so i'm Assuming that means horizontally, but I'm not 100% sure on that. That must have happened later in the week as well. I mean, they did. she did bring him a donut in the morning uh, on, I think, Tuesday's episode. So there's that. Um, but, um, and then let's see. Um, of course, John is guilt-ridden over what he did to Steve. And, um, oh, and then the way the whole Pamela Van Dam thing winds down is she's got Sierra and trip held hostage, and she wants still wants Steve taken out and so she's wanting to i guess trade for them for Steve or whatever but she's got this she's got this um poison enough to quote unquote kill three people or three men or something on her, and in a series of um altruistic moves trip does not want sierra to be harmed and so somehow or other they tussle and i saw it but i don't know how to really explain it other than trip ends up you know hoping hoping uh, rafe show up with guns ablazing, and john shows up with guns ablazing, and paul and will behind him and then um but they since she's got since pamela had the isa head has um um, has Sierra and Trip being held hostage? Um, they eventually do some fancy dance work, and um, as they're going to try to get Sierra away from her, Trip manages to stick her with the with the serum that basically kills her on the spot. So um, there's the end of that story. So that was a pretty quick story arc, but you know it was fun to you know it was a it was a I think it was timed good. Well, I mean, I think it was timed well. I don't think it went on too terribly many weeks, but uh, it was enough to keep my interest. But wrapped up before it got aggravating and extremely annoying, like some stories in the past have gone. Like, you know, the elephant, the literal elephant in the room. Uh, that story, and so, um, so that so that was kind of an interesting story arc. And of course, then it leaves it leaves. Um, you know, collateral damage afterwards, so we'll be dealing with that for a while. So so there's that and then Maggie um Maggie gets pissed off at Victor and leaves him. I'm not quite sure if she's going back to her house where I think maybe the Hernandez family has taken over. I'm not really sure. I think that was Maggie's old set, but anyway, I'm not sure where Maggie's going or she'll end up at Jennifer's house at the worst possible time when she's trying to strike up a relationship with Eric again. So we'll see. Maybe she has her, she's going to have Aunt Maggie hanging out with her and wanting to do slumber parties and stuff. But anyway, I guess we'll tune in for that next week. Um, but uh, anyway, overall, the show's great. Um enjoying it. The only downside, and it's a big one, is that Teo Penglis is not on right now. I mean, he's still being talked about. But, I mean, it says in the mausoleum that he died on January 19th. And I don't know if that was the actual day it aired. I guess it would be. But um, it's been... Um, More than a month now, we're still, you know, the body's still warm, (laughs) so we've been uh, uh, going through a lot of detail on this uh, murder story, but I'm I'm doing it. I just wish that it hadn't been at Andre's expense, but um, anyway, so that's where we're at at this point. Uh, We were going to make it a short show anyway, and since I just talked for almost 30 minutes straight, (laughs) I guess I'm going to wrap now because... I think I covered most of everything that we were going to talk about and it looks like there's going to be high drama coming up. Um is this is I almost forgot. This is the end of February Sweets Month is coming up next week. So, you know, this is um uh should be a pretty um bold, exciting week that will uh kick things off for March. Um so we we'll hope you continue to tune in to Days Are Lives. Be sure to tweet um to the the at NBC days and tell them how much you love the show at Lauren Coslow um, at Teo Penglis even though he's not on we're still talking about him and he's still like he's still part of the show uh, you know even though his characters kill off right now and um, also a shout out to Bob and Amy Hapka I'm not sure how much they're on Twitter anymore but we still love you guys and um, hope you're doing well and let's see, um, you can find Marianne at mama underscore hooch. And um, a shout-out to Jen as well and Bobby and anybody else who was trying to get in who, who couldn't because for some reason the lines are messed up or the circuits are not working or something. Um, so anyway, um, have a great week. Um, we'll uh, be tuning in next week to see what happens on Days of Our Lives. Take care. Bye.